it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you are watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Big thanks to Derek, Baker Six Clan. And our featured patrons, Runner Casher, which I saw him last year at Going Caching. How about that? For it just happened, it wasn't planned. The truck, Jay Schulz, Little Miss Sunshine, Whiskey, A Wall, Sackishness, The Fours Awakens, Huey Two Fifty, and our new patrons, Alibaba Forty Thieves, Geocacher Ken, Meg the Pirate, and Great Slater. Well, let's jump right into show 489. As we're going to talk in a little bit about geocaching safety, but before we do that, we're going to do an announcement. This is a big announcement. This is the that's the that's the big one too, Andy and and, and uh, Jim. This is the like not the, the our normal news. This is the breaking announcement. Breaking news. <laughs> I love the drama of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that it great? Feels like so much drama. <laughs> <laughs> Versus the other one. Uh, play the other one too. That, yeah, that's that's very cool. It's like this news just in. Right, <laughs> one is breaking news, and we have breaking news tonight. So, uh, very excited. We'll sort without further ado, gonna turn it over to the Waysiders. Uh, you got a lot of fans out here too, you two. Uh, uh, oh, so we got hey, a lot of, bloody cool. Yeah, bloody cools. Uh, loving you, uh, as we all do. Um, so. So what do you want to talk about? (laughs) What would y'all like to talk about tonight? Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Do you want us just to jump in and be like, "Da-da! This is what we're doing this year." Andy, you can do this any way you want. If you want to around the bush a little while, you can. Or go ahead. When is um, October first, Saturday? That's the first Saturday. Right. And of course, the week before, you know, we'll be it doing it. You can't get any earlier in October that's right. <laughs> right. than uh, October 1st. So, October 1st. That. Okay. That's good to know. And same place, uh, same place, right? 
Yes. yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same place. Okay, that's good to know. So going caching 2022 is going to be ancient Egypt. Ooh. The reign of Geopatra. <gasps> there it is, folks. That's the reaction, Amazing. Emily. Yeah, right there. <laughs> there it yeah. is. I love the logo is awesome. It is awesome. The reign of Geopatra. Cats. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh the the Egyptians, they're just so much there. The, they were yeah. so artistic and creative mm-hmm. and the colors and even all the things that they knew, the, the science and mm-hmm. the architecture. and, and Oh, th- this is definitely the earliest we've ever dived into, the, like the puzzles and things. We're just all kinds of ideas, you know, <laughs> uh, oh, you yeah. know c- celestial stuff and oh yeah, hieroglyphics that... and you name it. This is, yeah, we're, we're excited. So the, it's the it's crew's super yeah. excited. So yeah. awesome. This yeah. is great. And mm-hmm. yes, so I didn't know before tonight, and the crew before the show is talking about all the angles this can go. And yes, all of that's what I'm thinking immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you guys well, are going to bring in so many details, and then everyone who <laughs> attends is going to have so many ideas. Right. And, and it, you're right. It can go a lot of different ways. Um, you can, you can come as, um, um, an archaeologist, or you can you can be um, the queen of the Nile if you want to. Uh, you know, just any any way. In fact, um, be a giant cat. Uh, in a <laughs> uh, hundred years ago, this is the hundredth uh, anna- or yeah, hundred years ago uh, is when they uh, discovered uh, King Tutankhamun, oh, King yeah. Tut's tomb. So it was in nineteen twenty two. Yeah. Awesome. So we're uh, it was actually in November. They they searched for years and you know finally found it. But um so we're almost uh, we're one month short, I guess, of um mm-hmm. hitting the anniversary. But um, so and if jealous. you and in classic going caching style, we have a crazy story. We've uh love it. Geopatra, of course, will be our, our <laughs> main character. <laughs> and uh, her Looks ally, uh, Egyptian ally, is King Tot. T-O-P-T. <laughs> and he is a master of all the tools of the trade. So um, imagine a, like, cobra headlamp. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, oh, we're going to have Oh, my gosh. That. And I think it needs to be said for anyone who doesn't know, you guys put that theme in the largest detail down to the smallest. It is everywhere. And that's what makes this event so special or one of the things. So... You're going to well, do thank this you. well That's great to hear. because yeah. you That's always great. do it well. Yes. So, and um, the escape mm-hmm. rooms will be um, the search mm-hmm. for her lost tomb. Oh. So you'll. Yeah, you'll, that'll you'll, start. You know, the trading card puzzle, you run around and get your oh, card yeah. stamp and stuff and then come back and go through our um, Egyptian palace and tomb. Yeah, right. antechamber, a catacomb, nice. and a oh. burial chamber. Yeah. Yeah, somebody so. said they were gonna come as a mummy. I think those crockley. Oh, oh, oh that, I, I meant to. Yes. <laughs> and yes, then I always yes. like oh, lots every, of mummies. Every time you say mummy, I'm always the mm. Doctor Who. Are you my mummy? Oh, oh, yeah. Are you, are you my, my mummy? Are you are my you mummy? mummy? Well, even yeah. several times on TV this past week, I've heard the aliens angle. The aliens mm-hmm. built the pyramids. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. You I could come as an alien then. Alien. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 
but the um, overall story is it's, you know, modern day 1922. And we have a pair of archaeologists who are searching for the tomb. Cool. So I guess uh, as cashers come, they get to search as well. Mm -hmm. It'll that theme will be integrated into the challenge, into the right. escape rooms. Um, oh, nice. And so, yeah, we actually uh, are running uh, like two timelines at the same time. We've got like Andy was just saying, the 1922 version of the Explorers, right, which, which geocachers can certainly relate to. And we've also got then the ongoing saga of um, Geopatra and Tot, you know, and, and the King Tot. The ship. <laughs> That's right. Sorry. Well, <laughs> no, I'm so kidding. There was a question. Yeah, you, you will hear that song. Uh, exactly. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, if will. you have any questions, by the way, in, for the uh, put them in the chat room, and we'll, we will mention yeah. them. So, Tom mentions he goes, "Are we going to have a parade or dance to walk?" Oh, yeah, that's exactly the totally. flash mob will be walk like an Egyptian parade. <laughs> Very good, Tom. Yeah, we yeah. could. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I, yeah, because last and, year's uh, was a lot was a lot we'll of fun. We'll be walking like great. Egyptians on Broad Street. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, and that's, uh, for the. Saturday night uh, gala. We yeah. do. We've already secured the same location as last year. Oh, oh that okay. was a wonderful because location. it was a great one. Yeah. I know mm -hmm. it's like that yeah. very next week. I made the phone calls and I'm like, y'all put us on the calendar. We want to do that again. Great. Yeah. And we great. we yeah. love the forum. You know the the original mm -hmm. place. We you know the big yeah. auditorium kind of thing or the right. arena that worked great. And when um when we were not able to get that uh, COVID issues and stuff. We were right. really disappointed. Like, what are we going to do? And then it evolved into the um, um, the Vogue. The Vogue. The Vogue. You know, we had the indoor uh, venue, and then the, they blocked the street for us and the tent. Right. So it just worked great. And it, it we're, did. We're, it, we're it felt. Yeah, that. everyone was around, but had space. Right. And mm -hmm. yeah, the indoor outdoor aspect. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah, because yeah. you had that extra spot. It's right there. So I mean, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people kind of get used to at least people that are not from the area that maybe it's their first time or whatever. It, it, it really is kind of a centralized because there's so much along that mm -hmm. part of the part of Rome. Mm -hmm. that's, that's right. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the heart of uh, the nightlife. Yeah. In, in Rome. Yeah. Cause the puzzles, some of the puzzles for last year are some of the, um, Oh, when we were doing the, um, it wasn't the, it was, was it the stickers? What were the ones we were doing? This, uh, this Emily, card that, stamping challenge. Yeah, remember because we were we walked when you went to the jeweler. What was the the when we went to the yeah. jeweler? We were yeah, that, uh, that was stamping the trading card, card challenge. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, right, That's stamping right. card. But but you're right in that area, so right. you got used mm -hmm. to being yeah. in that area. So. Yeah, you visited. Yeah, you spent a lot of time up and down the Broad Street. Yeah, yeah. So some questions coming in, um, and I know we talked briefly about this before. I don't know if y'all want to talk about this yet, but. They're going to ask about the puzzle box. A lot of people are asking about that. Yeah, they um, there won't be a puzzle box this year. We are doing the the shirt, and it may have some things that come with it. Okay, uh, the cool. box last year that was a large project, and it was really kind of tied in as a, a where we were wondering if we were going to be right. able to have the event. Right. So it was kind of like right. a home version. Yeah, when that things thing. were very doubtful when we first started that box. So we it's true. Thought, you it know, was, we may not even. Yeah, have HQ this. had canceled the August right. stuff. Um, Geo Woodstock right. had Several, canceled. Right. And, yeah. But yeah, it was um, a little but, touch and go there. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was that was so much fun, but uh, that was uh, 
that was almost like putting on a mega event by itself. You know, that was rough. We might bring that back sometime, but um, not this year. You not know. this year. Okay. Definitely have the puzzle T-shirt. And as Andy mentioned, there could be a few things that go we'll along talk with about it. Some you know. fun stuff that sure. could come with right. the shirt. Yeah, so. Right. But uh, but not the detail of that, you know, that thing. So um, we're a long sorry. way out, but people want to know <laughs> when they can buy. <laughs> is it going to be like July? I think is what we usually did last year. We talked about having y'all we'll, back. We're, we're going to get it out a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the, again, back on the box that you know helped. That had to be. It had to be all the completed and and ready to go. But with the just the shirt and you know a map or something, it it'll sure it should it won't take that long. Then there'll be um, y'all are gonna do like pre-event type coin edges of any type, or we don't use we haven't done a pre-event coin before. Um, but and it uh, boy, this is this is putting it out there. Um, we haven't decided on this at all. Okay. But we were it was one of the options we can if we wanted to have some type of device, we could do a coin with the t-shirt. Sure, um, but um, but that's you know that's um that's not ready for that's prime decided. time at all right <laughs> that's okay i was just thinking uh because i know now being involved in in one a couple of them now for myself is that um it's nice just to get some of the cash flowing is to to mm -hmm. provide people with something ahead of time that kind of helps you guys but i mean y'all are well established you know i've been doing this for a while um in fact how, how many years and uh, testing your your, your trivia knowledge. This will be our twelve mega. Twelve this yep. year. Huh. Twelve this yeah. year. Wow. And we skipped one. You know, right. we missed. One. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Two thousand ten was the first year. That's what right. it says on our profile. Jim. Okay. The <laughs> well, then there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone uh, prior to this year we had someone eleven megas. That, so, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Let no, the fact awesome. checkers at it. But uh, yeah, great, aren't... started uh, the first. Um, it wasn't a mega. Right. The, right. The first event the first was, one. for us the going coastal was 2010. Yeah. So and then cow. it's been in Rome now for so, it used to it used to roam around, not be yeah. in Rome. That <laughs> yeah, was 2014 was our first year in Rome. And we did leave one year 2016 and went down to FDR State Park in Pine Mountain, Georgia. Okay. And Panicked the whole time, realizing we were probably outgrown that park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that park. So, yeah. It's yeah. Like, what are we gonna do? So. But uh, yeah, this circus is too big now. We, it's not moving. Yeah. So. Well, it's a perfect spot. I mean, I've I've been a couple times in uh, last couple, and um, it's been tremendous. Um, and I I like I like the spot. Like I know you guys love it too. But and um, your community yeah. is so welcoming. I, yeah. I, I look forward to visiting Rome, you know, not just going caching, but Rome, Georgia. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Emily and, and, and mom have been, you've been to a couple now together. We've right? been to three now. Mm -hmm. Three of them. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, what are your, what are your thoughts, Emily? What, what are you, while we're I'm gathering some questions, what are, <laughs> what are you... uh, it's mega event excellence. You know, like I said, the theme is just amazing. You get so wrapped up into it. You're with your geocaching community. You're having this 
unique fun with your people, you know, whether you know them or you meet them that week. And, you know, some folks you're meeting, they're your going caching friends, you know? And so going caching is just a one of a kind, in my opinion, best in the States mega event that I wish everybody would experience at least once. And I bet you, if you experience it once, you're going to, you're going to want more. Thank you. Yeah. Incredible. Awesome. Well, Thanks. You, well, you guys, it's um, so exciting. I'm so glad that we were able to, to be a part of the announcement. Uh, you thank know, you. you know me and, and the group. Well, thank you. We, well, I love that. We love it. You, you wanted to give us that opportunity. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> been, gave us a chance to build a little suspense. And absolutely. Thing, which was fun. Yeah. So just to let people know pull the curtain back a little bit as I've been bugging Andy for quite a while ago. Andy, can we make the announcement? She's like, yes, but we're not ready yet. I'm like, oh, come on, come on, let us do the announcement. She's like, yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, cash page will be up oh, yeah. shortly. Yeah. Oh Sorry. yeah. Good, good yeah. We can give you the, if anybody is interested, it's obviously not published yet, but uh, it's uh, GC nine H eight X G. And that, that was also on the artwork. Oh, there you go. There it is. No, that's good though. It's good to mention it because we have audio listeners too, Jim. So that's all right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. GC nine H eight X G October 1st. Just seeing that logo again. (laughs) So excited. Great. Yeah. Well, good. Well, we look forward to catching up with you guys. Um, Hopefully we'll do if we can. Let's try to have you all on again around the time when uh, we want to make sure people are, are are purchasing swag and all that. So okay. we'll I'll get back with you guys. We'll work out uh, having you on and do a full show mm-hmm. on the upcoming. Yeah, and we'll uh, have you know a lot more details then. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But that that works out great mm-hmm. for okay. us and for y'all too to be able to tell everybody more uh, at a, at a time when you, whenever you guys want to do it. So we'll work that out yeah. in the and future. We'll see but... you at worldwide cash fest. That's right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, we're excited about yeah, it. That's so. going to be fun. Yes. So. Uh, got some puzzles there for you, Jim. You'll be excited. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Got, uh, got a whole, got get... uh, grouping of puzzles yeah. to, 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 to give you guys. So, uh, not exactly like going caching, so it's going to be a little different for you, but you'll still, I think you'll enjoy it. I think everybody will enjoy the Puzzle right. Academy, uh, things to do beforehand. And, and Emily's fun. working on Challenge Academy, which is yeah. another oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, lots those, of fun we stuff. love those. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. In fact, yeah. Um, Georgia has a new little puzzle group called the Georgia Geocaching yes. Puzzle Society. Oh, that's And we're great. super excited about that because they're, really getting a lot of people interested Mm -hmm. in doing puzzle caches Mm -hmm. and taking away that intimidation a lot of people had Mm -hmm. so that's that's really good for us and uh good for geocaching community because we love puzzle caches oh yeah and and poe was telling me about she's really excited about her group Mm -hmm. that she created Mm -hmm. jim is going to be doing the march event that's right yeah yeah i'll be Showing what I don't know, letting everybody, you know, <laughs> ask me questions. And I go, oh, crap. You know, I can make this yeah. up, but I don't know how to solve it. <laughs> and then no, uh, it'll be fun. Yeah. And we, and again, we can't wait to to get to Memphis. That is just, we're yeah. so excited. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. And we appreciate you guys. And uh, wow, this is going to be awesome. The, the wheels are spinning. I know in a lot of people's heads is the, 
whoa, what can I wear? The chat is get? very excited. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, I can't sweet. wait to see what people come up with. <laughs> well, I already have my fun. ideas. I'm going to have to talk myself out of it if I think of a different idea, but I, different I, think, idea. I, know. I, I think I know. You can have more than one. <laughs> True. Different event nights. Different, yep. different event nights. You can come yep. with different, mm-hmm. different outfits and stuff. So, so again, thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk soon. Well, All thank right. you so much. Yeah. Thanks, thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye, everybody. Y'all. See you. Bye. Take care. All right. We're going to bring in the other crew. Um, so we'll work on getting the rest of the group over. So I'll do that now. Tom. Hey Tom. Hey Jesse. How are y'all? Oh, Man, good. That's, that's pretty exciting. Oh yeah. Are you coming, Tom? I'd like to. Hit the easy button. What would I go as? This is this is so, <laughs> so simple. The mummy. Uh, mummy. No, no. You're big. I have to be the cat. The cat, of course, because you have cats. So works out no, perfect. No, what kind of cat would I be? <sighs> a water cat? Let's see. Electric, uh, electric, uh, a water cat. Electric cat. Um, <laughs> a, a tom cat. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there it was the whole time. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, man. <laughs> my brain should be working, and it's not. I should have known that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. And you made that one way harder than it had yeah. to be. I yeah. know. Oh, I like that. A Persian. Ooh, in the chat, a Persian. Persian. <laughs> oh, oh no, Stop. definitely not Siamese. One of me is enough. Siamese. <laughs> and then Tomcat, yeah. All right. Well, let's get started. Um, I want to, I kind of want to do this a couple different ways. First, I want to start with some of the news that uh, Tom, you found, I want to start with some of those. I don't want to go through every one of them because that we don't need that, but I want to hit a couple of them and get y'all's thoughts on it. And then we'll get into some of the safety items that I think we all want to talk about tonight. Um, and uh, so let's, let's do that. So uh, of these, li- of these ones, uh, Tom, which one uh, I want to, I want to talk about the trail markers here in a minute. Cause I, I've, I'm kind of fascinated by whether this is going to be of, of much use or not. I'm, I'm still wondering, but is there a particular one of these that you want to cover? Uh, there's one up, up well, Emily's the, way. It was the last one on the list is what spurred me to, to have this thing. The, the uh, one in, the one in Lockhart, the one in Lockhart. Okay. The, um, we can, the, we, we can start with that one. If you want, that was the most recent. I threw in one also that uh, a person that died out falling off a cliff in Barton Creek on the Greenbelt in, in Austin. But yeah, that wasn't geocaching related, but it's close enough because one yeah. of them here is geocaching related, and the guy fell off a cliff and died. So, so talk to people first about the one that um, very sad. Uh, this one is, is about Scooterino. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, tell people a little bit about what, and we know that we know we know him. So, Scooterino is, is one of these people that just go go go, 
Um, the guy is, I don't want to say he's old, but he's not buying green bananas anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> Whatever that means. He, yeah. <laughs> well, you'll think you'll get that later and slap your head. Um, he, he, he's, he's north of 80. Um, but he's go, go, go. It's like he had hit replacement surgery and two days later, he's cl up climbing a tree. Oh gosh. Um, he's like Jesse. Uh, yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> sounds like Jesse. So the, the accident he had, he's probably, I don't know, 40, 45 miles from home, small town, but he was fortunately where he had it. He was in town. He was at a car wash. Okay. At a ladder at a tree. Um, and he's by himself. Okay. Mistake one. He's by himself. I mean, yeah, it comes up. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't <laughs> I mean, by myself. No a lot. Yeah. I cast by myself a lot. In fact, this past Tuesday, I went out took the day off and cast by myself, but I limit what I do when I'm by myself. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not going to climb stuff. Um, I don't know that he was checking in. He probably did tell his wife, hey, I'm going, going to Lockhart or whatever. But all that anybody knows is the people at the car watch, some people watching their car there, saw him get the ladder out of the truck, put it up against the tree, started washing their car. When they came around the corner again, he's on the ground with the yeah. ladder laying there and a branch on the ground. Ooh. Back broken in two places, uh, numerous broken ribs and head injury. And you know, last I heard, he's he's gonna he's in rehab and you know, he's able to. They can't have him stand, but they weren't having him stand because it's just too painful. Right. But he's gonna right. have a long road ahead of him. Right. And he doesn't remember any of it. If that's what doesn't, I remember, doesn't remember saying. what happened. He doesn't remember any of it, which is kind of sad in a different way. I mean, he can't really give a lot of information because he doesn't remember any of this. You know, he, his head injury was that that mm. much. So now I was going to tell you, Jesse, I know you, you're out for a moment, but what we're going to do is we're going to cover. We're not going to go through all of the ones they are in the show notes. But we want to let people know there's several of them in there. Um, we're going to kind of highlight a couple and then we're going to get into more of the safety things. I don't want to, I don't want to really get into a lot of, you know, the detail. I mean, we know people get hurt, but we want to cover a few of them because we want people to understand. So just FYI. Sounds good. Uh, that sounds good. Um, and somebody asked me the other day about, was this a response to the video that came out? And I wanted to make, I want to take a, a couple seconds to mention this is not in response to that at all. Um, this is uh, a concern that Tom had, and Tom brought it to me, and I thought this was a good thing for the for the to 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 discuss. The video is out there. I don't recommend watching it. It's really not very good. It's not very informative. It's some person who's trying to be very dark and menacing, and let's talk about the dangers of geocaching. And it was real foreboding and dark. And then by the end of it, he's like praising geocaching it's a really weird video i know people are going to go try to find it now because i mentioned it but <laughs> it's like don't don't look don't look right here don't don't look at my hand and everybody's <laughs> gonna be looking at my hand so but anyway you can go watch it it's just not very good so that's not our response to this so 
Hadn't heard uh, of it until you mentioned it, but then after you described it, yeah. Yeah, it's not worth watching. It's, no. it's, yeah. not, it's not very good. Um, so, um, and we really don't, uh, I was going to go back a step and mention about news. There's notes in the show notes. Uh, there's notes in the show. There's news in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. uh, go back and check them out. Um, the one thing I do want to mention before we go further is uh, the patron book club is tomorrow night. Is that correct? Yep. Tomorrow night, it's uh, we're going over the Lincoln Highway book. Okay. Um, if you have not read it yet, you don't have time. It's 652 pages. So, um, <laughs> but you but join. If you still want to join? You can still join. Hang. We always we always end up talking about geocaching. So I looked oh, up yeah. that book on the um, Oregon Digital Library, and the wait list was so incredibly long. Like over a hundred people want yeah. to read this book. Yeah, it's actually a good book. And for anybody that's not going to join or hadn't read it, it's not. We, I mean, the Lincoln Highway, obviously, you know why we picked it, because the Lincoln Highway, you know, the yeah. Lab Cash Trail. Exactly. Not related at all. The story has nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. <laughs> right. Just a warning before you read 652 pages. Nothing to do with that at all. But it is good if you want to go read it. But just don't think it's geocaching related, because it is not. Right. So. Right. Yeah, I read yeah. that whole thing. There wasn't one cache in the whole thing. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I, I, it was on page 653, but I didn't get that part of the book. So it's okay. <sighs> Uh, Lori says that she's good book so far. She's almost done listening to it. And oh, yeah. Lori, you and I are the same. We, we I, I listen to a lot of books. So hey, I love audio books. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I, I love, love audio books. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm working on Adam's Adam Savage's book. Highly recommend every tool. Every every. I get this wrong. Every tool is a hammer. Is is a great book, by the way. So, uh, that's one you could do too. I'd, I'd even join in on that book club one. Mm -hmm. So all right, and then the other item. Um, and we'll go back in the thing is that um, limited time on, on a couple things. One is the host hotel that's limited. There'll be, you know, there'll be, a, it'll get sold out. And the other one that's limited is the escape room challenge at cash fest. These are both cash fest related. The cash fest uh, escape room challenge. We're um, we're at about 83 and we can go to 150. So it can, it kind of jumped up. It kind of goes in spurts where, bunch of people sign up at the moment and then it'll won't be for a while. And then a bunch of people sign up. So if you're interested in doing that, don't wait too long because again, we, we only have 150 slots for that. So. Yeah. And All it's right. a regular event that you can go to Yeah, that you don't have to do the escape room don't have to. and you don't have to sign up for the, you know, in that way yeah. for the event. Absolutely. But if you want in on that special feature of the event. Correct. Very good. Correct. Emily. Very good. Um, so let me uh, let's talk for a moment. And that's safety. I don't want to. Do, I'll do the safety one in a moment. Um, the one that Jesse and I and and Tom were at, if we go, if we're going back in time a little bit, it was the year before, was last year in Cisco. Um, there was an older lady who fell. Uh, well, I'm sorry, somebody fell on her. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, she was helping somebody uh, with, you know, there at the, you know, uh, somebody climbing she, the ladder. She was holding the ladder. Yeah. So she's holding the ladder. And, um, and so, um, you know, she unfortunately got fallen upon. And uh, I think Charles took her to the hospital, if I recall. Mm. Um, but again, uh, 
I mean, it's an accident, but we'll, and we'll talk later about maybe some possible things that could be done uh, to help with that, you know, avoiding, you know, being far as geocaching safety. So without being completely depressing the whole show, we'll, we'll, I swear it won't be this sad. That's the okay. Whole time. No, we're going to talk about good things here in a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then are any of these others you want to, want to cover uh specifically um tom well, that, you know the, the first one that you were talking about with the trail markers that's telling you that was so old that that was before they had trail markers on this thing but that's where uh young guys climbing a cliff okay yeah or up an incline kind of cliff kind of thing and rocks he was grabbing hold of gave way and he fell and a 30 pound boulder came with him and landed on his chest and you know he called he, he could still talk enough to call 911 and oh. there was a time I, I i searched for it again i couldn't find it the 911 call used to be on the internet but it, it's pretty painful to listen to but you know he had coordinates he knew where he was but they didn't understand the coordinates. And now that, you know, I, I run this through my head, we had that happen at Texas Challenge with David Vickery one year. You know, he, he went in, he was at, in um, Enchanted Rock and had heart problems there. And we had coordinates, but Parks and Wildlife at the time had no clue what a GPS was. Oh, and this one here, I know this guy. <laughs> Somebody oh. put, put up a... Put a, they put together a they wrote up a uh interesting little article about the poor guy uh shattered one, both feet right is that yeah, right this, this was painful to read because i knew what was coming i had and it's only a page long and i had to stop two or three times because it's just ugh. he's climbing up like a landscape wall retaining wall kind of thing um gosh this is probably 10 years ago he's probably 2008. Yeah, mm. he's, you know, and he's Marine. Ex, I know they say there's no such thing as an ex-Marine. We know what he, he means. He wasn't serving anymore. Put Not it serving at, at the moment, he, right. He wasn't, he wasn't active. He's yeah. climbing the wall, deci finally decides, no, I'm not going to make it. He's on his way down. Right. And he lets go with one hand to move, and then the part of the wall in his left hand gave way, and down he goes. And he, he said his training kicked in. He knew how to land, but the people who build the sidewalk didn't know how to build a sidewalk. And so it messed things up. And oh, I, I'm not going to get into the details of his sad. messed up feet, but it's pretty nasty. Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, don't read the story after you ate. <laughs> yes. The, uh, the point is not the details of his injury, but that you can get injured out there quite easily. Yeah. Uh, independent of your level of physical fitness. Right. Yeah. So let's, let's switch gears at this point and let's kind of talk about uh, things that we can all do to make geocaching safe. So. Um, yeah. I want to point out, we're not telling you not go, you know, do any kind of correct. cache or nothing. I mean, there's, there's ones I avoid. You're not going to catch me 50 feet up in a tree. Cause that's just, I don't do those. I don't bounce anymore. I thud. So no. <laughs> um, and, I, and there's a list of other kind of caches that are not even safety related. I just don't do, but mm -hmm. I, right. I, we're not here to bash a cat 
caches. We're here to tell you how to lessen your risk. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking there, of there's, that, there's risk going out your front door. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. There, I would say, is, and you should be as risky as you feel comfortable with. Right. That's I was going to say, every single person. Let's let's start there. Since so you mentioned tree climb, let's talk about the ways to do tree climbing safely. And Jesse, you're probably the more of, of the. Yeah, I don't know, Emily. You you you, cl- you you'll climb a tree. I just won't you? climbed my first tree for a cache a few weeks ago, probably for the first time in I don't know eight years. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, eight years. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Re- I don't know. More recent, yeah, probably. and that means I'm that much older, and it was hard. <laughs> I actually got a headache, an instant headache from the exertion. Um, right. getting in that first high limb and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And this, I, this was me going back because I didn't even have the tools to get in the tree the first time I scoped it out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I was with somebody both times. There was no way I would have done that on my own. Right. Yeah. So Jesse, be because they yeah. don't look dangerous because they're right in the city, but you don't have to fall very far to hurt yourself. Mm-mm. You know, 10, 12 feet. It, that hurts a lot if you fall that, if you fall from that right. height. Yeah. No, my brother broke his arm falling four feet. You know, anything can go wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what are some things we need to keep in mind, Jesse, if we're going to do that? So um, one thing is if you can't climb a tree, go to another cache. If you yeah, know right. it's just not a good thing for <laughs> you, you know, go to another one. Or right. like I did have a gymnast daughter that you paid thousands and thousands of dollars for, <laughs> for all that training and just send right. her up in the tree. Let's send her um, up the tree. No. And you know, a lot of people use ladders, but if you're not using a ladder properly, you can get just as hurt. Oh yeah. And, I took a step stool to that tree. Mm-hmm. It was practically useless because it's, it's not, you know, made to, mm-hmm. it's made to sit on a flat concrete surface, you know? Right. And this, you know, this tree had the slope up to the yeah. um, trunk. You know, that ladder was almost th- a danger in and of itself. Yeah. The, you the one can I took. use a ladder safely on a tree. Um, I can tell you how it's not safe. I have a buddy of mine. Now, I, I have limitations when it comes. I can climb pretty well, but not as well as I could in the past when I had all my original parts. And uh, I have a buddy that. He's bigger than me, and uh, he'll he will climb. He'll put a ladder on the tree. First of right. all, before I say this, nobody else do this. Right. So <laughs> he'll put a ladder up against the tree. He brings one of those extendable ladders, right? Right. So up against the tree, he'll climb up it, and then he'll stand on a branch and pull the ladder up and put it up on another branch and climb. <gasps> oh up my! Oh my! It's the most scary <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I don't know why he does it. He's not like a hundred pound, you know, kid. He's a grown yeah. man, and it's. It's pretty insane, but he doesn't feel uncomfortable doing it at all. And he'll uh, go on up in the tree. And I'm like, that is completely insane. I get a little wheezy when I get up there like that. Like, yeah, really. as long as I can hold on to something tight, I, I feel okay. But when you start doing those weird out on the branch things. If you're going to do sticky. those a lot, invest in a bucket truck. <laughs> yes, yes. Bucket truck. I, I, know, I know one thing I have I saw, because I watched you uh, climb some trees in Memphis, and that's um, – you're really careful to not get on a limb unless you know the limb is is going to handle you. So right. you'll grab a limb and you'll sort of pull on it a little bit because you want to know whether that limb is going to be worthy instead of trying to get up to it and then going, well, I hope this thing will hold me. Right. Like <laughs> trees aren't generally like they're not 
grown to hold 200 plus pound people in them. Nothing they have is that big, right? So you really have to be careful because it, because you, you know, we all get our eye on the prize, especially you get up there and then you're like, oh, I see it. It's only like three more branches up. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you're, you're doing that and it just, yeah. And actually I think now people would tell me I'm wrong, but I think coming down is more dangerous than going up. Going up seems to be you're really concentrating coming down. You're done. You're coming down. And I, yeah. I've seen more close calls from that than anything. Right. I um, totally agree with you. And bloody cool mentions about keeping your weight as close to the trunk. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Cause the, the branches nearest to the trunk are the, are the best. Um, uh, Cash Nick mentions about climbing about five trees a day. Always try to keep three points of contact to the tree at all times. And that's something that was mentioned. Look at that profile uh, picture. Hey, look at that profile. <laughs> he's, in, he's in the tree in the picture. That's right. <laughs> well, he's in the picture. Where is it? Where's the. Got one here. It's uh, now there's other things too, that are way more advanced. What do you got? Oh, oh look. it's from the, that's the that FTF like a familiar magazine. Picture. Oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> You've seen the ones where people, and there's, as a matter of fact, there's one coming up in Memphis that I believe will be available at the time of the event, but, uh, Really high up in the tree, but people have actual climbing gear for it. That's a whole right. level, right? And most people don't know how to do that. But um, if you have somebody experienced and you have the right equipment, you can climb really high up in trees with not a lot of branches. But you right. you still have to be careful doing that. It's it's definitely not something you would go out in the woods and do by yourself. That's just not. No. I mean, some people will, obviously, right? Because they feel comfortable. But I wouldn't do that because one mistake and... You just kind of hang in there and, you know, who knows what's going to happen next, right? Right. So um, we're going to, let's switch gear. Tommy, if anything more on trees, I want to switch to another area of safety that I want to cover. So no, if we can. Might help okay. a little bit to know your tree, know the trees you're claiming because some have more yeah. dead stuff than others. And Yeah. Yeah. I recommend just chopping the tree down and then safely getting the cash. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's one way of doing it. Yes. Uh, so uh, chronic, chronically tired mom mentioned something earlier, and this is, it made me think of you, Emily. So uh, I have to ask you about your experience. Uh, we were at going caching and you did, you did a couple of these uh, culverts. So mm-hmm. something that chronically tired mom, she just did one recently. She says, one thing is make sure all ice is melted or wear cleats. While culvert caching, I'm sore for days, bringing my back, uh, banging my back on the culvert. So, yeah, yes, that could be a problem. yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, in Rome, Georgia, there's two, and one you could stand up pretty tall, but right. the other one not so much. And yeah, I was banging my back a lot. It might have just been easier to crawl through, but I <laughs> didn't because you know that wasn't. It didn't feel very great either. And yeah. Uh-huh. I was in pain. The next day, my mom dropped something. She said, can you pick that up for me? And I'm like, no, I nope. I, I nope. physically cannot pick that up for you. I hurt. Not, not happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Culver's so knee pads. Yeah. There, good, there's good one, in the, one in the notes where some people went in looking for a cash in a culvert. And mm-hmm. apparently it was way, way, way back in there. But they didn't pay attention to the weather. Yeah. And it rained. And. They lost their yeah. lives looking for a cash. I feel like that's, you yeah. know, I don't know. You hear that from childhood, you know, don't play in rain. What, right. Storm drains. Yep. 
you know, so I, I they do have this air of like, ooh, look what we're doing. Look at us being risky and stuff, you know, and on a on a great dry day, they're they're not that bad. But yeah, yeah. pay attention to your surroundings. Um, and, you know, I would say I was thinking about that experience going through those two culverts. And yes. after you're done, you're like, hey, look what we did. That was great. That was great. And I think sometimes those experiences give you a false sense of what you can do. And maybe the sense of I'll go get the next one. I don't have anyone to go with me. That's okay. It was really easy last time, but it just might not be okay. Um, I think you really need to assess Sans past experience if this is a good idea or not. I'm not well, laughing. I, I'm not yeah. laughing at chronically tired mom. Yes, I'm laughing are. with her. I'm laughing with her. I'm not <laughs> laughing at her. Laughing. Yeah, she got injured. I don't see her laughing. Yeah, she's um, she probably wasn't very happy. Yeah, I know she was she hurt. I'm sorry. Culverts can be okay, but you really have to know what you're getting into. When the last time or one of one time recently when I was down in Memphis, me and Derek were finding some caches. Yeah, and one of them was like a multi, and it went started going into a culvert, and right. we were just in regular clothes. We plan on grabbing a few on a trail, and we're like, "Oh, there's this multi nearby." We go in there; it is completely dark. We have no flashlights. It's wet. We didn't know how how far back it was going to be, but it was pitch black, and a little phone light is not sufficient. No, and we both, despite what we really wanted to do, we both yep. decided not to go for it that time. We'd already solved a couple stages of it. We're like. It could be like a quarter mile in. Who knows? And you don't know what the conditions are like in a culvert. And if you're not, we didn't have knee pads or anything like that. And you know. yeah, and you know, a lot of them, um, like the ones in Rome, there was there was a fair amount of water pooled in it. Right. What is in that water? And there oh, was, yeah. and you yeah. know, with, with the amount of light we right. had, there was this one point where you could tell it was something. I thought it was foam. It was actually a broken piece of concrete, you know, oh. running into foam versus running into concrete is very different. Nice. So you don't know what you're going to encounter. It might not just be a straight shot. Yeah. Jinx Jinx for instance, spiders, skunks, rats, stinky water. We're getting close to where I'm going. So I did one on a, on a nice sunshiny day. It was a big enough thing. I could stand up in this thing, no problem. It was probably eight, ten foot diameter thing. Right. Probably didn't even go in 150 feet, if that. I don't. I don't remember that. But it's where it was that was the problem. Right. It was in Florida. Oh, oh where it snakes, rains every right? day. <laughs> gators. Gators. Oh, gators. Gators. Oh, crap. <laughs> I don't know that I can crawl backwards fast enough to get away from a gator. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. But and all I had was a little double A light with me, and yeah, uh, it wasn't the smartest thing I've ever done. Yeah. The uh, Dan from Facebook mentioned uh, the air quality. Yeah, that was a great bad issues. You can get deep in there, and the oxygen levels can be low, or other gas. I mean, who knows what gases can be down there, right? The other from, other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. that's. Uh, Woo. There's a lot of stuff that can happen. I mean, I, I, I will admit I have done and will continue to do culvert caches, but each yeah. time you really have to kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah. Well, I even remember one of my fondest memories. It was like uh, you had to go over, climb up on like these rebar stairs and then go over again. Oh, right, right. And so yeah. on the way out, I had to get from this one to the vertical shaft 
And I basically had to jump over to the stairs and I face planted. I mean, it, oh, I, no. it sounds horrible. It was not as bad as it sounds, but I face planted into this vertical shaft, you know, of concrete. Yeah. <laughs> like, Yikes. so and I was with the group. There was no problems, you know, all that stuff. But that would have been horrible to do on my own. It took me a lot of guts to make that jump and it still went less than perfect right. to do that alone. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> so because we control what comments come on, I'm going to bring Jinx's comment in and assume she was talking about Tom's gator story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I know that right. bringing a small kid with you to go first can be helpful. Be, she yeah, probably yeah. wasn't talking about your gator story, but that's the way I'm going to make it play. So <laughs> right, that's great. Or the the low oxygen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to go somewhere with that. If you smell rotten eggs, don't start joking. No. You farted. Just get out because get out. That's, that's that's, gas. that's <laughs> hyd Well, it could be hydrogen sulfide, <laughs> and hydrogen sulfide. <laughs> it doesn't take a whole lot more than you smell it to you're dead. So yeah, it's not well, something to mess around with. Yeah. That's the Oak Island. The people died on Oak Island because they you you it was a there's a particular type of of gas that was was when they were they dug down and were down in the, in the pit digging and they hit a, a, you know a, a portion of a, a you know natural gas type thing and they just they died they died they couldn't get out fast enough and yeah that was it so it's dangerous yeah, it's something... we're joking around a little bit but it actually is it actually can be quite dangerous. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not doing your research, if you're not bringing, you know, bringing people with you, if you're not. Yeah. And again, do what, do as much risk as you feel comfortable with. Right. Just because yeah. someone hit it doesn't mean you have to find it. Absolutely oh, not. Profound. I have that in your note. Give yourself permission to say no. Yeah. If oh, you yeah. need to ignore that cash. So it's not bugging you on your map, whatever you need to do. And let's be honest. Who wants to say how, what percentage of those caches, the culvert caches, probably don't have permission? Right. Probably most of them. Yeah. yeah. Come on, let's be honest. What yeah. city is signing off on people finding geocaches <laughs> in the tunnels? They're not. In a, in a culvert, yeah. There may be one out there, but I cannot imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 10,000 geocaches mentions also about discarded stuff. Yeah. you got to be careful of. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so. And we'll, That's, we'll get some more of that later in, in the that gross water section. that you can't see what's in there. Yep. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, All right. You know let's... What? As a matter of fact, just stay out of wet ones. Don't go in the wet yeah. ones. <laughs> no way. If we're making an official recommendation, don't go in any of them. Don't just, go in any of them. Just go find an LPC. It's way safer. And you get the same <laughs> amount of smileys for it. <laughs> yeah. But don't, but right. don't get electrocuted doing it. So that's oh. to ask, how do they get published? I would almost guess that a reviewer is not going to sign off on one of those if they know it's actually in a culvert now, in a, in a tunnel underground now. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are somewhere, but I have not seen a lot of those new ones. I've seen older ones. Yeah. I, I'm guessing what people do is just publish them and don't say it's under, you know, or they don't say it's under there until afterwards or something. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, let's kind of switch. And I guess let's talk about um, our list here that, we have a couple of different lists. Um, we're we're going to talk about things to do in preparation yep. for an outing. We're going to talk about things to do while you're out on the on your geocache trip, and mm -hmm. also about urban caching. We'll get to those two as well. So, I guess let's talk about things you, we should all do prior to going geocaching. If we're go well, 
pretty much any time you go geocaching, unless you're just doing LPCs, obviously. But you never Even know. Then, maybe she knows. Maybe then. So, yeah. what are some things we should do in preparation that you guys think are key? So, I guess it really depends on what kind of caching you're doing. But um, one thing I would say, it's already been mentioned, so I'll bring it up. And yeah. I, I, I use this as well. There's many different versions of them, but the locator beacons. So I'm thinking ma mainly for like, you know, climbing and hiking. And when you're doing those, it's always right. good to have one of those emergency SOS beacons. Um, you probably don't need it in town as much, but if you're going out in the outback in the, you know, in the mountains or, or wilderness areas, it's really good to have one of those. Uh, the spot is one of them, or I forget the names of all of them, but um, the spot is the one I have. But it's, um, you know, you can hit it from anywhere and it'll send an emergency pre-planned message to the police. They work. Yeah. I had a friend who used one. Yeah. We've used them before, too. Um, not for an emergency rescue, but you can also have them pre-planned. Um, uh, uh, I just got handed a message from my uh, research team. Yes. <laughs> said the new Apple Watch has a feature that'll do that, too. I don't know anything oh. about it. Oh yeah, okay. I've seen the commercial. Yeah, so it tracks if you fall or whatever. It can like send an emergency message. But um oh, it in reach, yeah, in reach in, or, actually in reach or spot. Thanks, Owen. I don't know. But um the uh, I can tell you that's those come in handy. Um that, we don't have time for me to tell that story here today, but I, we've had to use them before and right. it's very valuable. I, I saw in the chat um the Pizza Ninja uses one. Oh, okay, cool. It's a good idea. Or Very carries cool. one. Carries one. Yeah. The, no, of I've, course, the next best thing, if you don't have one of those, just make sure somebody knows in general where you're going to be and how long Absolutely. you're going to be Absolutely. I'm always telling my husband, even to down to which route I'm going to take, because sometimes, you know, you have options. Mm -hmm. um, so whether I'm yeah. caching or just coming home from a an abnormal trip, um, yeah, tell someone where you're going, what to expect. And then I'm even, you know, if I get sidetracked on the way home, I'm sending that message along too. Mm -hmm. uh, because I get sidetracked on the way home with geocaching. <laughs> yeah. Darren mentions he uses one every time he caches alone. That's good, Darren. Yeah, I'm that's you're, good. You're with us tonight too, my friend. Well, a lot of those, I mean, if you're not out in the wilderness, a lot of people have, you know, on their phones, they have sharing apps where they can share the location and keep up with people. That only works if you have cell service, but. Um, True. You know, anything you can do to make sure somebody knows like, hey, he was supposed to be back four hours ago and he didn't. It's probably a good plan. Yeah. Pizza Ninja mentioned, he says, I'm happy with my inReach. I always send a message when I'm getting on the trail. I send updates along the way and then send a message when I'm off the trail. So that That's I know great. I did all that. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. They're they're pretty neat. Um, it saves uh, that embarrassing call to the law enforcement rescue that can happen. Yes. You know, I'm just saying for a friend, it never happened to me, of course, but of course, um, of course not. I know a friend that that happened to, um, uh, in the <laughs> huh. mountains, maybe in a cold area, but, um, it can definitely save you a bunch of uh, time and issues. Uh, just finding a way says I, I, I use live 360. So my wife knows where I am. So that's interesting. That's another, I guess that's a, is that a portable unit? Just finding your way. Is that, what that is, I assume, something like that. Well, you know, now they have those Apple tags too. So even if your phone went mm -hmm. dead, that um, that passive GPS on the Apple tags, right, 
anybody could find you then if, if, if they're anywhere close, you know, if they can get in the area, they can find exactly where you are. Yeah. Darren saying he has the, sends a breadcrumb to a shareable map every five minutes. So that's good to know. Oh, so many good yeah. ideas. Yeah. Really good. Um, yeah, this is always a good idea. Something you were talking about, Jesse, kind of up in, uh, up in the Colorado area or well, Absolutely. anywhere we've got is you can, um, pop into a ranger's office or a, or a park park and rec office uh, before a big hike in large game lands or parks, uh, which also we need to remind people uh, this isn't necessarily the period of time. It's usually in the fall, but, you know, look at attributes. You got to check because yeah. cash owners will put on there. If it's a hunting area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a reason why they clicked on it. I mean, it's, you know, for, you know, 99 times out of 100, they meant to click on that attribute because it might be an active hunting area, which means you need to wear your orange. You need to be. Uh, I've even know, felt so stupid on days where I had my orange on, you know, I thought uh-huh. I was being safe and then I'm, I'm a, I was alone. I'm hearing the guns. I'm like, why am I doing this? Why? Just <laughs> Still not, why didn't yeah. I wait for Sunday when they're not Just hunting? Waited. You know, like right. come on. <laughs> or, or whatever day. Yeah. Yeah. Or off time. Yeah. Or so off season. Yeah. Yeah. Off season. Yeah, it's not yeah. really worth getting shot for a geocache. No, no, it is not. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, you know, even um, one time my family had an experience. It wasn't an official park where we could have checked in with anyone, but my dad was having a, a unique hip issue at the time. And right. so by the end of our walk out, he was suffering. We were oh, no. sitting down frequently until so he could get feeling yeah. okay enough to make another small stretch. And by the time we got out there, there was a cop and he had looked in my car saw changes of shoes and had run my plates and knew who I was as I was emerging because wow. that that signaled to him that there was someone out there having a problem. Oh, we wow. were kind of having a problem. It wasn't, you know, we weren't in danger, <laughs> but we right. weren't making it out before dark. Wow. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Good point. Uh, okay. Uh, so some items that we've, you know, uh, we won't really cover tonight, but I mean, they're because we have other things to get to. But the things that we have in the notes that are pretty standard first aid kit, you should always carry a first aid kit with you. Make and sure know how to use it. And yeah, make a first aid it, kit yeah. at Walgreens and not know what you're doing with it. Right. And you know, those things make expire. Sure Maybe not your yes. bandages. Oh, I mean, in time, your bandages will expire. Yeah. They get weird yeah. and goopy. But you know, yeah, yeah water, make sure, well, sure that what's in there is relevant and mm-hmm. um, current. And yes. have somebody, like, when we go out in as a group, and like Matt mentioned, water, you can't overestimate. You, water is probably the most important thing you can have with you if you're going to be out away from places. But uh, right. if you have a group, um, if you're going out, out with a group outside of the city, right, you're going out in the wilderness somewhere, designate mm-hmm. roles for people. So people know yeah. if something happens, you don't have to then decide who's going to do things. Somebody's got the first aid kit, you know, if you, if depending on where you are, if you're in animal country and you know, sometimes you go armed when you're in those know who's going to do what roles. If somebody falls, who's going to do what you'll never use that probably. But if you ever do, you're already 10 steps ahead. You don't have that initial panic. You know, you right. know, who's immediately going to do stuff. Who's going to carry people out or whatever. It's good to have those. If you go with a regular team, um, because 
it, it makes you feel a lot better knowing that you know what you're going to do in an emergency. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, some good items. To, uh, wait, not that one. One before that. Got a lot of comments. Uh, backpacks have emergency whistles built into the the chest buckles. I've got yes, and what I like about this comment is where it's built into. You know, if you buy a whistle to add to your backpack, don't have it where you can't reach. In, in case of emergency, you know, you're not going to, you might not be able to take off that backpack, get to that whistle. And that even makes me think, um, that's a good point. Uh, life jackets while you're in the boat, if something were to happen to you, your head gets bonked, you know, you're, you're solo in your kayak, whether you're with somebody or not, your head gets bonked. Who knows if you're going unconscious or not your life jacket in the boat, that's legal, but it's not helping you at all. Yeah, that's not helping that anybody. Exactly. Now, the next one too. Uh, well, Robert, stick, yeah. stick, I was going to say stick with the water for a minute. Okay, one is, two things with the Carry water. One, mm-hmm. not only carry it with you, but you got to remember to drink it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not doing any good to carry it. <laughs> True. The other yes. thing is have a predetermined amount where if you're going in and and your water levels down to a point that you're that's it. We're we're done. We're heading back because you don't have enough water to make the whole trip. Yeah, I've yeah, heard that smart. a lot where people ran out. They thought they had enough and they ran out. Yeah, that's the first way to be in danger. That's the the number one thing that's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Dehydration, then you make bad decisions from that point on. Right, but, uh, exactly. I like what Robert put in here. He says, I hang a placard on my windshield that says that has a geocaching logo. It says I'm going geocaching. I keep a dry erase pen and write the GC number on it before I leave the vehicle. That's great. That's awesome. If goes missing, there's coordinates you can look up and – most right. police departments now are familiar enough with geocaching or have accounts. They could find out exactly where you're going for. That's a online. simple search, right? Well, online, that's, if that's you don't super, know much yeah. else. Yeah. That's super smart. And somebody yeah. else mentioned, uh, we don't have to pull every single one of them up, but yeah, first aid, <laughs> water, toilet paper. Um, yep. That is extremely important if you need it. It's not important until you need it, but once you need it, <laughs> it's very it, important. Then you're like, I'm so glad I brought it. Yes. We'll we'll save the nasty details, but hiking down the mountain without socks is not fun. I'm just gonna throw Ooh. that out there and we'll just leave the story there. But you've got <laughs> you've got a lot of stories that you're just yeah. skipping. Well, hey, I, I like skipping the me. Yeah. Yeah. D- learn yeah. learn to identify poison ivy because it doesn't make good toilet paper. It does not. No, it's just Although, good to know what it is. So while we're why since you've mentioned that, poison ivy, poison oak, yep. stinging nettles. You don't want to Hog. introduce what is yourself that to those Hogs in the field. Something. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh little yeah. red bugs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's in the south for the most part, I think. Yeah, it's regional. Sugar. I don't know if. Uh, and you sugars. know, I've even been a victim of poison oak in the winter because the branches have it, and you mm-hmm. there's no leaves to identify it. It it's it's my nemesis. Oh yes, hogweed. Yeah, I'm, that I'm, stuff I'm, is I'm, nasty. Yes. I'm sensitive enough to poison ivy. I don't even have to touch it. It can just be in the air from somebody else going through <laughs> it, stirring on it, and that. It, it, yeah, I'm it's the only reason for my my um urgent care visits. All my urgent care visits have been for poison oak. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Bad. It's um. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ticks. Of course, those yeah. are fun. Yeah. Waysiders said. Tiggers and chicks. I think they mean chiggers and ticks. <laughs> but if you're Love searching it. for a Walt Disney character and uh, chickens, I guess you could have tiggers yeah, and baby chicks, chickens. Baby chickens, right? Baby chickens, though. 
but yeah. Um, so other items that we're, we're going to switch gears, but I want to mention, uh, we mentioned food and water whistle, extra batteries for your flashlights, first aid kits, GPS, um, GP. Yeah. You can bring, can you um, use those for caching? I don't think you can anymore. I've never, I, I heard people do that, but I, I don't believe it. Yeah. I rarely touch my GP, my handheld GPS anymore, but it's always in the bag. That's good. It's good thinking. I have, a, speaking of batteries though, for your phone, I do have a Mophie, which has a battery in the back of it, but it's really good to be, uh, you can carry uh, extra, extra thing, extra battery for your, for your phone. Um, I, I assume everybody has one of these, but this is important too. You don't want to, I carry a little, we all probably have one of those. This yeah. is mine. They're, so. they're so cheap now. Those extra batteries, the backup batteries and rechargeable. Yeah. So cheap yeah. though in your bag and they stay charged for a long time. And you, you know, don't want to be out all there. Before you're on a trip, of course, but yeah, you don't want to be out there. I mean, you, you may not have self-service. I understand, but you might. And if you're in a spot where could still be a problem if, and you, if, what if you have self-service, you don't have a battery life. I mean, that's really not, <laughs> that's yeah. sort mean, of shame on you. Cause you should have thought of making sure to have, but you can also drop your phone and break it. Right. You, so, you can, mm -hmm. it can happen. Um, but and again, you if don't you're want to going to an area and there's a chance of no cell service, which is everywhere basically. But if you're planning a cash outing, download the maps offline. Why would you yeah, not absolutely. do that? I mean, that makes no, yeah. every caching app. Well, I think every caching app does it, but, we know Cashly does it, but Cashly um, does, yeah. Um, I download them all the time, even when I'm in some urban areas that are new to me, just because one, it saves battery, and two, mm -hmm. you know, who knows how bad cell service is going to be. Uh, bloody cool mentions about gloves. That's that's all always very important. Um, we're going to get into some of the items now uh, when you're out caching. So let's switch gears and let's talk about you. You're you're prepped. You got all that in there. But what are some things that you want to do for safety when you're out on the trail? Check in once in a while. Okay. That's a good one. I would say um, if you're, you know, if you're in a group again, if you're so solo cash and it's different, but if you're in a group, you really need to pay attention to your whole group mm -hmm. um, before an issue comes up, right? Make sure everybody right. in your group's drinking the water like they're supposed to. Make sure, because your group, let's let's say for a hike, right? That's kind of the group caching I think about. Um, right. Not ever. There's no way that every single person there is going to hike at the same speed, have the same endurance, have the same ability. So you got to make sure you're only going as fast as your slowest person, and you got to be really careful with that because one twisted ankle, and it's hard to carry somebody down a mountain. I promise right. you, it's not right. fun. Um, so you you don't need to go any faster than the slowest person is comfortable with. Right. Yeah. And you know, you saying it's hard to carry a person. I've heard stories where the professional search and rescue has difficulty getting someone mm -hmm. out, yeah. you know? So it's I, I, just for what that's worth. <laughs> Jesse, you were your former law enforcement. You can't say that. Once, once a law enforcement officer, always a law enforcement officer. Just take Dang. a backpack or two full of bubble wrap, and then that way you got bubble wrap. wrap. Just, just ride them down the hill. Ride them down the hill. <laughs> uh, Great comment. Oh, go ahead. 
I'm sorry. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Oh that's the one. Where Mark, where car. you parked your car. Yeah, that's always important. Yeah. That's Isn't that embarrassing? Point. You go hike all day, find a 5.5, five, and then you can't find your own car to go home. Right. That's just, <laughs> come on. That's just ridiculous. Hey, we've all we've all been there. Yeah. Cash and Nick, we all We don't want to admit that, but it is true. Yeah. Happy Hodag mentions about protective eyewear. That's a good one. Poked my eye and ended up visiting a hospital because of it. Oof. Yikes. Yeah, that's important. Bring a friend who runs slower than you. Yeah, that's that's bear protection. Technically, that would be considered bear protection in this sense, I guess. Oh, this is a good one. Mark where you turned off the beaten path. Yes. Hmm. That is good. That is very People good. People get turned around all the time. Here in Oregon, there's always a story about lost mushroom hunters. Really? Always. <laughs> always. Yeah. Always. Huh. Is that yeah, before or after they ate them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. What kind of mushrooms are they hunting? Because that's a different <laughs> that's a different problem. Um, so those marks the trail, like uh, I think, yeah, ten thousand geocaches mentioned again. Um, if you have the ability to track your path, you know, GPSs yeah. do it. There's a lot of apps that do it or whatever, but it does run right. from battery down if you're not conserving right. Um, mm. but it's very, very helpful to have that, especially if you're bushwhacking. Not that any geocachers would ever do that, of course, right? We always stay on the trail. But just in case you're one of those people that gets off the trail, it can be very important. You can get turned around very easy. It doesn't matter how yes. you know, how good you think you are. Anybody can get turned around. Yes. Yeah, it can be. It can get, and it can get bad. It can get bad quick if you're not, if you haven't per, got the precautions in place, for sure. And you never um, know, right? I mean, you may do your research ahead of time. You're going to do your trail or whatever, and then the trail gets washed out. There's yeah. logs down across it. You know, the bridge is gone, so you got to find a new way to get around. That can add an extra three miles. to. Your... We were down in Florida um, a few years back, and we're going for the oldest cache down there, which is a famous cache. It's in a state park, but we go up to this one trail, and there's like a 12-foot dinosaur alligator laying across it. We can't go there. Right. So now we had to backtrack and add an extra couple miles on our trip that we didn't plan on. Right. It was all fine. We're in a state park, but that could quickly, if that's, you know, if you plan only to the limit, you can get yourself in a jam really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jinxer mentions, this is a good point about wearing a bell or something to make noise. Um, so it alerts wildlife. So you don't actually corner a bear or a mountain lion or anything of that nature. So or if we yeah, trained uh, them, that's the dinner bell. <laughs> the dinner bell. Wow. <laughs> let's hope not. But yeah. That's, that's now. That's, that's a good point, though. Making noise like that, the uh, yeah. A lot of people on when they're going, they'll they'll make sure they're loud enough that any yeah, they're not going to walk upon wildlife accidentally. Yeah, oh, that's smart. Um. So, Crown Catamaran brings up a really scary thing too, and that is knowing, especially if you're out by yourself or, um that kind of situation come across someone circling me on foot after getting in my vehicle, some sort of self-defense. So always be aware of your surroundings. That's something absolutely aware of your surroundings. I have purchased um, like a kind of like a three finger thing that will hold um, Uh, mace in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can have that right there. You know, mace has this little twisty, um, on and off so if right. that's right at your thumb quick right. ready to go I've, that's yeah. good that's smart um, yeah you you know we don't want to get like totally off track and, and, and a whole different show but 
mace and or some people go armed or whatever else you you do need to think about self-defense whether you're by yourself or with the group um either from animals mm-hmm. or people right and mm-hmm. in the wilderness or even in an urban setting that's you know crime happens and just because we're out playing a game doesn't mean the other people out there are you know just as kind-hearted as we are so you do yeah. have to kind of be aware of that because we know we get tunnel vision right whether Absolutely. we're in the mountains or whether we do, we're, yeah. We're in an alley going to get a cache that's also not smart, right? But mm-hmm. you know, we get tunnel vision because we're like, ah, oh, one more, you know, I'm gonna get this cache, and you're not paying attention to your surroundings, and you can real quickly get yourself in a jam you don't want to be in. Right. Yeah, ten thousand cache mentions about he had a woman come up to ask him if he could just pretend to to like he knew her for a while. So some dude following her past. So that's that's smart. Yeah. Uh that person obviously was aware of their surroundings. So, uh, um, yeah, be aware. Um, we, we went and did a cash one time. Uh, it, it's not on anybody's property. It's, it's perfectly, it's on public, public land. It's actually part of a river, uh, you know, part of the river, uh, flood, floodplain. So I, I, I actually checked, it wasn't my cash, but I did check. I, uh, I checked with the the state and they said, yeah, that's considered part of that. Uh, and they, they said, they said there's no issue with this, with where the cash was placed, but saying that somebody had put, they were either doing some kind of illegal drugs or doing something in that area. And they came out and met us. You know, we we're walking mm-hmm. out. We had a group, which was very important. We had a, a big group. We were armed, so we had just in case, but they kind of, we could see them coming, which is also important. We kind of knew what was going on or a, a little bit ahead of time. And so we w- did our little friendly wave and we, we, and we, we talked to him and he was wondering what we were doing and we explained what we were doing. And that kind of took, kind of brought his level down a little bit, but we were, obviously, we were obviously trespassing on his, you know, meth plan or whatever he was doing out there. It was illegal. What he um, believed to be his his property, basically. Yeah, because nobody, because obviously it was an area that people aren't going to traipse around in. Right. Um, and so, but we were aware of it. Our group was aware of this guy. We diffused the situation. We talked to him, and you know, sort of smiled and waved, and explained our situation. We moved on. But after we got back, we all talked about the fact that did you notice that he was armed? It's like, yeah. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't he was concealing it but not really the, that great so we saw that he was armed mm-hmm. i don't know if he knew that we had we were armed as well but this is texas so you know <laughs> yeah and which brings up another good point right just because first of all don't assume that anybody's gotten permission for the cash right because that's right. never a good exactly assumption right. and even if they have good point yeah it's not worth getting into an argument and a shootout right. over a cash no whether you're in the city or not in the city you know right over it's not worth it. Just back out and, and move on. It's absolutely, absolutely not worth it. But, um, cause it's, yeah. you know, I would say he's it, crossing pot fields yeah. while cashing. That, so, that yeah. smiley is not worth a court case and, or, or you no. know, risking your life or anything. So, yeah, no diffuse the situation if possible. Kind of like we did laugh it off. Don't have to get into a big, you know, argument about whether the cash should or should not be there, which we didn't. Yeah. He claimed it was, it shouldn't be there. And we go, we understand and we're yeah. going to go on now. <laughs> you can, you can argue that point, but we're not going to argue with you. We're just no going to go. Yeah. That. Yeah. Nope. We're moving on. Yep. Um, all right. 
what are so we're gonna let's switch again in our time. Let's talk a little bit about urban caching because I think so often we when we think about cache safety, we think of it in these areas. We think of it as you know trails and and uh, poison ivy and so forth, so on. Mm -hmm. But Jesse had a good list here of when you're urban caching, there are things to be aware of. I mean, obviously you need to be aware of, obviously we talked about be aware of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. There's people, more people. Therefore there's a possibility of some nefarious people being near you. So you need to be aware of them. But what are some other things Jesse wanted to bring up tonight about urban so caching? So we kind of talked about permissions and trespassing and things like that, which in the city can get you in just as much trouble, right? Right. Um, I, I pulled up to a cache one night, FTF. We raced out the door, and yeah. it was probably, you know, 9, 9.30 at night. Nothing. It was dark, but it wasn't, like, late at night. And uh, we pulled up, and as we got closer and closer, I wasn't really familiar with the area. And we right. kind of went through a shopping center, and uh, it was behind a bank, like, Somebody put it like right behind a bank at night, and I'm like, no. First of all, we just drove on by. Like, Bad I want to be the guy that gets stopped, you know, behind the bank. And it, no, I'm sorry, yeah. we're not doing that. And yeah. it was just not a great place for it. But um, the other thing we've come across many times, and 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 this is why, not to get on a uh, off on a tangent, but this is why it's important to pay attention to caches and if people have left the game, caches need to be archived and things like that because we've come across a couple times. You know, there's a, it's just a growing trend, but there's more and more homeless people in the country, right? And yeah. you'll come upon like homeless camps that'll have like needles and dangerous drugs and, you know, all kinds of stuff and, and, and people. I've come upon that two or three times, uh, probably more than that, but where it's either the person's camp there and there's a cache there, they've set up camp and that's not worth it. You know, it's just not worth right. that confrontation. Um, no, it's then, not work, it, worth going through someone's temporary home space to get to the other side no. or beside it or anything like right. that. I mean, I, you know, I've I'm said gonna, no to, cash to some random crazy dude for a geocache, right? That's not worth right. it. Who knows right. what they think and who knows what I think? We don't, we don't need that. But um, I think the even more dangerous is I've, I've found them before. Um, this is one of those where you immediately archive, like we've talked about before, but yes, it's in a little bushes, it's by trees, and it's where people go and like shoot up drugs and they yeah. leave like hypodermic needles and, and you know, all that paraphernalia right. stuff there. And uh, kids go for caches, right? By their self yeah. sometimes. So that's one of those situations you really have to watch what you're doing. If you're caching with kids, you need to really spy it first, right? Check the area yeah. first and don't exactly. just reach in. You know, I know we yeah. all do it a lot, but. Just because you're in the city doesn't mean it's safe to reach in because there's no snake there. You need to, you know, you really need to watch what you're doing. I, I've come across that a couple times, and that's one of those situations. If you're in that and you see that, you know, back out. But don't just leave it there and move on. You need to call somebody. Um, right. That's when it's worth calling the local police or, you know, whoever you can call in that area. And, uh, you know, if it's in your own area, like, I'll, I'll reach out to – most of us know our local reviewers, right? I'll reach out to them immediately and go, this has to be archived – immediately right you can't let any other kids get near this and you know that's just what we need to do to look out for our fellow cashers right you can't you can't don't touch it never 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 no. never touch those things right. but um you can't also leave it there for somebody else to find it's it's very unsafe and you know who knows what could happen drugs disease anything else but you really have to watch that when you're 
you know, even in like a city park, it, it's it's out there and it's dangerous. So yeah, well, even I've seen um, on side roads that have become roads for campers to live along. Um, not whether I mean people who are camping permanently, right? Right. And different bush areas will become their toilets. It's now the community toilet. Oh, I gosh. left my search because that's not how it was when the cache was hidden, but that's right. what it had become. It become. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing that we run across down here, Tom and I, uh, we, you know, sadly, uh, I've, I've seen several cemetery caches where, um, you know, they had become the, the backside of it had become sort of a, a homeless area, um, uh, because they felt like that it was sort of, I guess maybe felt like that was a, a safe haven for them, you know, other than obviously urban, urban, but they can be sort of urban locations as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you, you found anything un unusual Tom and uh, when you do cemetery caches that are, I mean, there's be surprised the things that, you know, even though it's urban, you know, those kind of areas can be kind of be can become so suspect as well. I haven't come across that, but I'm thinking back. I've been to some cemeteries where that would probably pretty be pretty likely nowadays. Ones where right. nobody's going to, and yeah, so they they think, hey, I can set up camp here. Nobody's coming here. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's not worth like, that's not worth a smiley, right? You know, right. it doesn't matter if they're not supposed to be there and the geocache had permission. That doesn't matter. No, it's not right. worth getting into a confrontation and, you know, some, some dude jumps out of the bushes and gets all stabby on you. And, you know, <laughs> then you're going to the hospital and you don't, you don't need that. I mean, that's, not, right. that's not worth a little smiley. Just move on and go find another one. And we right. don't want to bash all homeless people because some of them may be the nicest people in the world. But you don't need to go find out. It's not <laughs> worth getting into fight to find out if you found a nice one or a, a mean one, right. right? And when you're in urban caching, something else that I, I appreciate you putting in there, Jesse, is the fact that not everybody gets permission. And so, therefore, you're going to run into a situation where – and I think we've all hopefully been around a while. If you haven't, I think it's important – if you aren't maybe a, a seasoned cashier to know that when you go to an urban type situation to look for a cash, you really hypersensitive to the surroundings because you have to kind of assume, at least I do, I assume that they didn't get permission. And therefore this may not be on, this may be on property that is not that I'm not supposed to be on. If it's in a parking lot that everybody basically can park in, okay, you you kind of take that level, you you make note of that level. If you're running around the side of a building, uh, you kind of kind of start to you know the, just you know, assume the that nobody got permission. Assume yeah. that and work backwards from there, right? I mean, right. There's no reason to just. It's not. It's not worth it, you know. We all love this game, but it's not worth getting in a confrontation over. It's not, you know, right. it doesn't even matter if you're in the right. It really doesn't matter. It's a no, game. you know, there, there could be property owners or um, store owners, 
business owners who have experienced yeah. all kinds of crap from who knows what in their past. And yeah. you might just be that cherry on top of their bad experiences. It is not worth it. If they say, get out, get out, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, they might even ask you to get rid of it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about like physically removing it or anything at that point, but absolutely would. It, I absolutely yeah. would, would you? I've done it. Yeah. I, I, and don't I would do it every poke time. The bear anymore, I guess, is my message. Right. Just, I don't want anybody don't. else to run into that, right? Because even though you're level headed when you do it, and I've had to remove them before because they're like, I'm calling the law. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. It's Hang like, on now. This is a scavenger hunt game, and you know, they they messed up. They these people should have gotten permission. I will take it out and make sure that nobody else shows up. And then I immediately contact somebody after that. I'm like, I took this cash, it's not there. The owner does not want it there. Um and uh, and I always reach out to the owner, which they've never ever wanted it back because they're embarrassed. But um, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like you said, you, you don't want somebody else. You know, now you have a a business owner that's having a bad day, and the next cashier's having a bad day. Yeah, and then now you have a newspaper story, and that's not good. So yeah, that was something I was going to bring up, Schoolers. Yeah, he, this is he, good. He thought exactly like I did, yes. and that's just because permission was given doesn't mean the property hasn't changed hands. I've had that happen. We had a situation like that where mm -hmm. this cash, and again, you. so that if the cash has been found a hundred times, doesn't necessarily mean you still got to be on your, you still got to be on your, you know, watchful, watchful moments. And sure enough, I went there uh, with, we were with a group. So we, we had a lot of, a lot of safety things in mind, but we got there and yeah, we, we got an earful and, it was like while my friend was doing the negotiating, I grabbed the cash and I was like, "We're taking it with us." We're you know showed it to him. I was like, "We're it's going," you know, and we did it. You know, I read the notes ahead of time, uh, you know, so I at least kind of was up on it. I didn't know that they were no longer the owner was no longer there. It said that they had owner owner permission, so that was our first assumption. But then again, once the person you know was like. You know, I've had this business now for a month and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no problem. We got it taken care yeah. of for you. We're taking it with us. It won't happen any, you know, and, you know, obviously let the, the cash owner know that, you know, your person that was, that you got permission from isn't there anymore. And therefore, sorry, I will give you back your container. Uh, I actually knew the person, so it was easy to get it back to him. But, but you did it the right way though. And I think that brings up a good point that we, that we should mention too is, if you do get confronted or somebody asks what you're doing, don't lie. Yeah. Whether it's law enforcement, whether it's business owner, or just a random person, you know, trying to be suspicious makes you suspicious, right? Like, yeah, that's do a that. very good point. Back in November, I had a very unique experience. I was kind of on the outskirts of a town and I was on a side dirt road. So, I mean, I'm not on this person's property as far as i can tell i'm on outside of their fence i'm on a road um there's a telephone pole where i expected the cash to be and all of a sudden i hear someone yelling out and it's dark asking me what are you what am i doing and i don't right. even know where to look and where to answer back to and part of me is like i'm not going to say anything I'm like, that's stupid they've already seen me and <laughs> they're looking at me <laughs> right even though i don't know where they are and so i yell back out that i'm kind of, I forget, 
I don't know, kind of a scavenger hunt type response. And they yelled, don't better not come on my property. And I yelled back out, I don't intend to. And they didn't say anything else, but my search was done at that point. <laughs> out. out. Yes. And note on the cash page. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I usually just go to scavenger hunt because everybody right. understands Everybody's that heard without of an explanation, right? You know what a yeah, scavenger hunt good. is. Right. And if they, if they ask more questions, then I'll say, well, I'm geocaching. Right. And yeah. then if they want more answers, but generally I just, my first response is I'm doing a scavenger hunt. Yeah. You know, if they and say. If, talk about if, how alarming that sounds to someone who has property, you know, I'm doing a scavenger hunt and your scavenger hunt brought them to their place. You know, yeah. they don't want people at their place like that. If you're coming, how many more people are coming, you know? But if you respond geocaching and they don't know what that is, no, that means be some misinterpretation immediately, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. A very good point. Yeah. And I've I've seen Narwolf people... has some ideas. Say you're a tree surgeon or a guardrail inspector; those work too. <laughs> yeah, or... starting off with a lie is never a good plan. Bird watching, <laughs> bug hunting. I think yeah. all of those would have gone badly at my position in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh... that's generally what I say: a scavenger hunt. Um, you know. <laughs> And then if they if they want more information, I'll give it to them. Yeah, almost always they go, oh, and just like leave or whatever. Right. Yeah. Not one time, my, property, I mean, like one time my brother-in-law told someone who asked him what he was doing that he was geocaching, and they said, "I do not believe that you're a geologist." He's like, "Well, I am not. <laughs> that's not what <laughs> I told you." <laughs> right. No, that's you. That's exactly why I start with you with a uh, scavenger hunt, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap up. Um, I guess let's go around the room and let's give our final words of wisdom, if we would. Um, I'll go. The, uh, okay. the two big things we've hit on a couple times, but I just want to repeat them because I think they're important, is um, one, just awareness. You should be aware of where your surroundings, no matter where you are. Um, don't get so focused. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of fun doing this, right? It's a game. Right. We talk about it all the time. You know, obviously, I mean, people are here listening to a live show. This is our thing. And we get focused and we're doing that and we're playing a game and having fun, but don't get so mm -hmm. tunnel vision that you can't pay attention to what's around you. Just stay safe. And then be as risky as you feel like being right. Like for some people that's going to find an LPC in the dark, that's as risky as they want to get for other people. They're climbing through tunnels and caves and, you know, scuba diving and everything else. That's great for them. But Go to your comfort level and pay attention to what you're doing. Right. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Emily? Yeah, that's exactly it. Know your risk level. Do mm -hmm. Make sure you know what you're walking into. Going blind is probably not going to be a good idea. Right. Exactly. If you're anywhere beyond a parking lot. Um, and as I said earlier, you know, don't let your past experiences blind you and your, give you false... Um, assurance in yourself and your right. ability there could be a number of factors that you're just not expecting in any given situation right i'll go next i'll let tom since you're the you thank the instigator. you instigator well thank you though by the way for bringing this up because i know that it's kind of close to your heart being that you've had people that you know you know fairly recently and over the past you know t uh, recent times uh you know, who, who've been injured, but uh, so I'll, let me, I'll go and I'll let you go And that. I guess mine is that, uh, 
thinking about even if you're going out and you're thinking it's a short it's a short hike it's a you know it's a safe hike it's not very far you know those are the kind of things where people get in a lot of trouble uh i i remember as a kid you know uh me and a friend thought oh we're not going very far uh you know i i but sure enough we get turned around we're far enough away from home where we forget which way is which. And so, and we, of course you do the wrong thing, which is you start wandering. And of course what you're doing is you're wandering further away, <laughs> you know, thinking that, Oh, we will, we'll be able to figure it out once we get a little further. And then you say that after you've gone a little further, you're like, well, let's just keep going. We'll, we'll we're going to hit a road eventually. Right. And sure enough, we got far enough out that it was became a problem. So, you know, we 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 need to think about even minimal situations that we think are well within our sphere of handling. We need to think about them with a little more caution than that. Right. As soon as you said that, you made me think about carrying a bottle of water. It's in the car. And I think that it's not going to be long at all. And right. it's just long enough where I wish I had that. Right. Yeah. All it takes is a twisted knee or you know, a twisted ankle or something in a in a in a location where it's not easy to get out of and it's not easy and you've and you drop your phone. I mean, you have to think through sometimes you really do. You gotta think through the worst case scenario. What happens if, you know, oh, I'm going on a short, I'm going, it's a it's a short trip to this cache. I don't need to tell anybody where I'm going you know, or whatever. You can tell that, that there's the situations could escalate quickly. So, uh, Tom. Plan ahead, share your plan, check in often and give yourself permission to say no. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there was time years ago I had to go get them all, but if somebody else pointed in here, none of us are getting paid to play this game. At least I don't know anybody who is, um, you know, and that cast that's 30 feet up in the tree, is any gonna body, anybody going to remember you signed it two years from now? Is that cast even going to be there? So is it worth it to have your name on a piece of paper? No, yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. Now, if somebody's prepared for that kind of stuff, fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm not. So I give myself permission to say no. Right. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this is helpful. We had a new casher. Uh, joining in with us, Catherine. Uh, Welcome, Catherine. Seven days in, so yeah, that's awesome. Well, getting you off to a good start. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we gave you some good ideas. She thinks, you know, thanks for the information. You are very welcome. Uh, definitely. Seven days in. Let's give her the newbie thing. Don't get them all by your house in the first month. Right. Somewhere <laughs> oh, along nice. the way, yes, you're going to want to do a streak, and you're gonna, after you've got them all, that makes that hard. That's Save right. Yourself years of aggravation. Get them. Don't say, yeah, Go save some out. close by. Tune yeah, in to challenge some. talk and you'll hear all of us talk all about that. Check out our old shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Darren. And we're with that. We're going to, we're going to wrap up. We'll see everybody uh, Tuesday gadget talk. And then uh, next Sunday, I think will be challenge talk, right? Is that right? Did I get it right. Yeah. Challenge talk next week. So looking forward to that. Emily next didn't Sunday. have a deer in the headlight look, so it must be right. <laughs> yep, Planning she's on. ready. 
right. Well, good. Well, uh, thanks again, everybody. Hopefully, good inf- it was. It was good information, guys and gal. And we'll see everybody soon. So, good night, everybody. May your finds be many and your DNFs be few. May the terrain and difficulty both be less than two. And whatever it is you're looking for, may it find its way to you. And may we all Meet again. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching.